solitary. It's just just me, and I'm not really collaborating with somebody like you would do with some businesses, you know. Uh, so that's why this group right here um, and working with you guys is so big for me because I can collaborate and talk about different things that I need to do or working on, you know. Um, or, even just to like, or even just to have a friendship conversation like how you and I can sometimes get into just, you know, one-to-one -one kind of conversations where we cross paths so much and it not even necessarily be work-related. Right. Well, what would happen about two weeks ago between you and I? Something happened to you. Your blood sugar got really low and you had to go see a doctor. And it was really funny. I ended up in the I, ER. I didn't go to the ER, but I was going through the same thing at the same exact time as you were. My blood yeah, sugar was really connection. low. <laughs> you know, now I've got my wife. She's buying me um, cans of orange juice and I bring orange juice in and I sip on that. I try not to drink too much of it because it's got a high sugar content. But when I start going through that uh, period where I start shaking and I start losing my train of thought and all, you know, the different things that start to happen to you, like what happened to you, what were mm -hmm. some of the symptoms that, that, that said that you were having a problem? I felt like I was about to pass out. I did have one point where I actually blacked out and I actually saw an image like I was at my dad's house, but that, that was two weeks ago when I was still hearing in the Houston area. And then I uh, lost my appetite. Uh, lost. I wasn't thirsty anymore, but you know how I, I usually am like sip on, sipping on something almost all the time. And I just suddenly wasn't thirsty at all. So my body shut down to the whole idea of consuming anything. And um, what doctors think on said it was that at my workout I go to on Thursday mornings. Uh, it's a low intensity workout. But we had a substitute fill in for that for the trainer that usually leads our class at the gym. And she gave us a high intensity workout. So all of us were, were just beyond our normal like workout as far as intensity intensity. And so it really shocked my system. That's what the doctor said. Because the following Tuesday, when I had a similar episode, it was also after a high intensity workout trainer filled in for our low intensity class. Because our trainer had lost her voice. So it that's what they said to call mine. It shocked my system and said so also used up a lot more blood sugar. You know how activity reduces blood sugar? So it shocked my system that reacted in that way. So what what can you do to circumvent that? Can you well, drink like some more? Go ahead. So yeah, I can I decided that I'm gonna keep some some uh Allergen-free uh, cookies on me at all times, and uh, Pop-Tarts, 
because those are some stuff that's high in sugar. Right. And there are also things that usually don't go bad very quick, like something like cheese wood, you know? So it's easier to just keep it on you and it lasts longer before you have to replace it. So, or maybe like orange juice or something. Well, but orange juice isn't necessarily something you can keep on you. Like when I go to Panera Bread and Starbucks and go see my doctors, go to the gym, all that stuff, I can't keep that kind of thing on me because that's a be refrigerated. That's why I'm not choosing those. Okay. Yeah, I like the orange juice because it acts real quickly. If you're having one of those uh, episodes, the orange juice just goes right in there and within it couple minutes i'm i'm a lot better oh but you just reminded me saying that i have uh glucose tablets i should probably keep one of those in my purse yeah where do you get those at back when i knew i had hypoglycemia i used to get them at heb or walmart which heb is only in texas um but you could check your grocery store and um, maybe Walmart or Kroger or whatever, but in the pharmacy area. I know Walmart's where I got it. Okay. I look for them. They you, may seem to work find them at, you may even find them at uh, places like CVS and Walgreens and others that are chains that are, you know, drug stores. Okay. Do they seem to work pretty quickly? Um, I feel better within the first five minutes after chewing two of them. But sometimes it drops bad enough. I have to have a third, but I wait 10 minutes before deciding if I need a third or fourth. Uh, but they are, they are quicker to react because my body doesn't have to digest them like they do the cookies and other stuff. It's a good idea. I, uh, I haven't really checked my glucose in a long time. But I know that's what I'm suffering from. Um, you know, when I got this disabled, my body went through a lot of changes. Um, and then when I had a, um, a sleeve where they cut out part of my stomach to help me lose weight, that my body went through a lot of changes also then too. So, Did I'm you see to, any mental health reactions to these changes? Yeah, like but I, I wasn't aware of it, and I'm just really getting a handle on it now. I'm starting to um, really ascertain, and by connecting with you and talking with you, I'm actually uh, able to sift through what what am I feeling, what am I thinking, you know? Um and now as I go through and I think about the glucose and my anger issues from the past, I'm wondering now if a lot of my low blood sugar was fueling my anger issues. Now that I'm well, on top I know of mine. Well, I know mine. When I had it both of those days, I was... Um, like what the doctor said, in a fight mode, very defensive, on guard. Um, but I told him, I said, I, I felt fearful. I was going to pass out before I could get help. And 
So he gave me an anxiety medicine to calm it. And he considered it more of a panic attack. The emotional okay. response to my blood sugar dropping. Isn't that interesting? Um, so now I'm wondering if I've been suffering from this for a long time, you know, because there were times 90, 99% of the time I'm totally fine. And my uh, depression doesn't seem to be so bad. And I don't feel like I want to have an anger issue or fight against somebody. But every once in a while, um, it just goes over the edge. And now I'm wondering um, if my glucose had really dropped and caused me to be a real different person. Yeah, it, does, it does have an impact on, on your mood, of course. But different people react in different ways. Yeah, they sure do. So now I'm trying to stay on top of it. And to when I start feeling some of these symptoms, I am taking something or eating something or drinking something that will help alleviate that. And I haven't had one of these issues for a while now. So based off what you're saying, are you saying that basically being being here on our podcast to hear what I share and what you share has been a help to you? So would you encourage more listeners to tune in and to apply what we talk about to their life to see how they could improve in their mental health struggles? Oh, definitely. Um, just giving me a chance to talk about it, but then listening to you, who has a similar situation, has got me really thinking about different aspects. And maybe as we go along, we can get other people with other kind of mental disabilities that want to talk about, and then we can uh, see how we connect to that and see where we're at um, and how we can help each other. Isn't that the point Definitely. of all of this? How we can help each other? It is. I love leading, especially when it when it, it involves making other people's lives better in some way. Right. And, and you I know, can speaking of having, and you can what? I can definitely say that being on here and talking has uh, really helped me a lot. And then after I get off the program, I start thinking about. How did, how did I react to this today? How, what is this telling me? What changes do I have to make in my life to deal with it? Yes, very therapeutic. So, um, what other so maybe we could Maybe we could encourage other people to, um, let's see. Oh, wait, no. I guess I'm in a different account. Okay, let me, oh, here's my banners. You know, we, with mental, with mental health, a lot of people do not know they suffer from it. And if they do suffer from it, specific area a lot of times I don't want to admit that 
because then they think there's something really wrong with them. And the truth of the matter is, there's nothing that's really out of the ordinary, especially in America. How many people are taking um, uh, something for depression? I am. I think it's like 60, <laughs> 65% of Americans take something for depression. That's outrageous. That's uh, amazing how many, how high that is. And when you were talking just now about maybe other people could join us, I got the idea. So now if you see on the bottom of the screen, I put join us live. And that means if you as a listener or viewer or someone you want to share this with would like to be on our uh, JAWS Mental Health Awareness and talk about your struggle or maybe even have a therapeutic impact on you like it did John Tarr, then please get on our schedule for our podcast so you can right. join as well at calendly.com slash jaws coffee chat that's www.calendly.com slash j-a-w-s coffee chat yep and that's how you get on our calendar to pick which Monday, you want to be on our uh, 2 o'clock Central Time uh, podcast that's about this called Jaws Mental Health Awareness. You can join us um, regularly or occasionally, depending upon what works with your schedule. Good idea. And Yes, and we're going to leave on the bottom of the screen for those of you on YouTube or social media that see us. Uh, we're going to leave on the bottom of the screen where you can see it. And then uh, what else did you have to say, John? Um, well, sometimes we suffer from a couple dis disabilities in our life. Mm -hmm. yep. So they can, they can play in a hard way. With me, I have... Um, um, I'm disabled on one of my hips. I had a hip that came became infected uh, after a, a replacement surgery. And I went through um, a, like 10 different operations trying to fight the infection. And it, wow. it, became, it became so bad that they had to, uh, first of all, it almost took my life. And then later they almost had to cut my leg off all the way up by my hip and then they got me in a hyperbaric chamber which finally alleviated the infection but they had to cut four inches of my femur bone off so in that leg i do not have a joint it's what they call a hip girdle where they've had a muscle take over for what a a joint would do but it's made me disabled and i have to use a walker to get around so that's why swimming is so important for me because I don't walk very well. So, right. So you're limited on what kind of exercises you can do. Yeah, limited. But swimming has been perfect because I can. Because there's no weight in the pool, and I can actually swim my laps, and then in the deep end, I can actually walk like a normal person because I don't have all that gravity pushing me down. 
but um, the disability of that uh, changed my whole life and my whole routine. I used to be a photographer and I used to go out into the field with a whole bunch of DSLR equipment uh, and photograph wildlife. And uh, I would go for two or three days and camp overnight on my own. But that's something I can no longer do. Uh, so I pretty much sold all my photography equipment and I just work visually with different other things like web design and graphic arts and things like that. But it's not the same. You know, getting out in the wildlife, I really miss that. So one of the other things that I've been doing here, my wife went out and uh, her and I have been collaborating on that is having a garden. So uh, we got a raised garden in the back of our place here and everything is really growing like crazy and it's just coming into its own right now. And we're starting to pick, like we pick some really big radishes and beans are coming, tomatoes are coming. I live in Arizona, so we can have two gardens a year. But in a way, it's got me. I mean, me basically, out. you can produce. You mean basically, you can produce uh, some kind of fruit or vegetation uh, for two seasons a year, right? Yes, okay. and we can probably grow right now. Um, uh, too bad I don't have a photograph. I'll take a photograph next time. But they're just raised yeah. gardens. There's these. Black containers with yellow tops that you can buy at um, any of the big hardware stores. And they come like in two Home sizes. Like Depot or Lowe's or something? Yeah, so that's what I use. They're heavy-duty plastic. And the bottom is black and the top is yellow. But uh, I have a couple of them for the compost pile because compost is like black gold. So over a course of two months all that turns into really uh, good fertilizer. But and, we you know, have going back, going back to the uh, mental health thing, though, is that gardening can be a great coping skill. For a lot of us, we would, especially those with certain conditions, we care a lot about nature. And um, was that you, John? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a lot of us with different conditions care a lot about nature. And there may even be people who don't have conditions that care a lot about nature. But still, that um, I know it's common among autistics to have some kind of natural uh, nature-related desire. Like, I'm, I'm really big about recycling. Others may be really big about planting plants to try to grow the the um, gardening and number of trees and other kinds of um, fruitation. But that to say, whether it's someone's passion or it's a coping skill, gardening is, is a great thing to spend your time doing uh, when you have a down moment and you're not sure what to, what to do. And to somehow integrate into your everyday life, such as a certain time in the morning or an evening to um, water the plants. Or to have a certain day on the weekend or every other weekend 
some kind of regular day that at least every other week, if not every week, you, you pick the weeds and make sure you pick off uh, dead, dead parts of the plant. Because if certain parts are dying and people don't pick off the dead part, it can kill the full plant. Instead of just losing that one tomato, you lose the whole plant. Right. But that could even be a and, dead leaf, not just the actual fruit. Yeah, like on tomato plants, if you, as the tomatoes get really tall and they can go up to three to four feet high, uh, you want to peel off some of the leaves down below. But also looking at, uh, do I need a tomato cage? How do I keep the, the, the uh, smaller branches from drooping? So that, and when they start having tomatoes, they start getting real heavy. So you got to have support for them. Same thing with the green beans. We tied off. Uh, my wife and I were able to go out together and spent about an hour and a half out there tying off the green beans so they would have support. So you're looking at that as support, and then you're talking to your plants. You know, they are living creatures, and uh, so they're they're coming into their own. And uh, so it it really because we grow green beans, we got radishes that we picked for last night's dinner and put it into our salad because radishes grow really quick, and they got really big and fat. They were kind of surprising so we brought them in the house and put them on our salad and we were talking about how exciting that was for both of us you know yeah that's more I mean, food to eat without having to pay for it right <laughs> well, not only that but it's and they're healthy foods too huh yeah i know we use all our scraps for the last three months uh and let it all rot and put it in the compost pile so that was exciting too using um, scraps from our old food for a good thing, you know, uh, black gold, and then going out once a week and, and putting water into it and adding more to it and more soil to it and flipping it over and just watching it rot. And then all, all of a sudden it just disappears and turns black into the soil. And then realizing that has a tremendous amount of nutrients to it. So it's, it's all been a learning experience for me, too, you know. Right. And then being able to come back and talk about it here with everybody, too. Um, because I can't reach the ground all the way. I use those containers at the Reese Garden so I can... It brings them up about a foot and a half off the ground. And that really helps me when I'm on my walker outside to reach them. Um, and there's just sometimes I can't reach stuff. And so I ask my wife to come out and help help me so we kind of work together, you know. So it's, right. it's a joint collaboration. And um, we had uh, one of the guys that watches our um, subdivision, and he was going through the neighborhood and my wife picked a, a couple of radishes and handed it to him when he came back and he was really impressed with the garden and she gave him some radishes and he was real happy to take that home <laughs> so right now we're we're waiting and looking for our tomatoes 
uh, they're coming close, the big tomatoes, so we can do fried green tomatoes. We love those, almost better than regular tomatoes. So anyways, this is, um, this really helps connect with other people. Sometimes in um, different cities, they have a communal garden that you can join. Um, yes. Out here where, where we live, um, the, um, Scottsdale Community College behind it has a big, very big communal garden back there. And I think they have like 100 people participate in it. So they all have a little plot of ground. And if you go out there on a weekend, let's say a Saturday and a Sunday, you can talk to a whole lot of people and make a lot of friends with people that are doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah, and other right? places you can find gardening groups to join are um, different um, special or disability homes. Like I know near me is one called Brookwood that's where disabled people can live and they have different activities and family members and parents and other people of the general public can join for the planting of different um, products like fruits and vegetables or trees and so forth. Um, but there's also some of the larger churches are a good place to find groups that do that. In addition yeah, to certain nonprofit groups that are trying to, um, you know, make the world green, save the environment groups. So there's all kinds of different groups from from churches to nonprofits that are not that are not um, religion oriented, but are still uh, environmentally um, concerned groups. Um, to just disability help. houses and stuff that all have that those different groups that people could attend. That's different types to look up around them. There may right. be even and, some meetup. Um, you can find some some of these groups on social media too. You can have conversations yeah. and connect, talk about what you're growing. Because uh, yeah, I know like in Arizona, garden. like look right. up gardening. Right, and uh, so that really helps a lot too. Um, I know one of the problems is uh, in Arizona we have a harder problem with tomatoes growing good tomatoes because it gets really hot here for part of the year, and when it reaches ninety-five degrees, um, the tomato plants don't set. They have a really big plant, but no tomatoes. So how do you overcome that? You learn from other people. So, you know, it's just another way of me trying to cope with what's happened to me in my life. Um, we go through all kinds of trials and tribulations in our life. And we're trying to figure out, we want to be happy, you know. The Bible talks about joy, but in, and I guess joy and happiness are the same thing. But we want to be able to live life 
with joy in our life and not so worried about all the different things that have happened to us in our lives. How do I do that? How do I overcome some of these things that have happened to me? How do we do or that? Some of the conditions. Trying to deal with our mental and the conversations that we have with ourselves is a big deal. Um, I think the smarter you are, in many cases, the more disability you're going to have because you have all these great arguments with yourself, right? And <laughs> when you're trying to deal with that and trying to be happy and to um, be grateful. Because when you're feeling really depressed, it's hard to be, feel grateful about anything. Well, it's hard to even realize how blessed you are. Yes. Not just to not be thankful of it, but not to even realize it. We are blind to our blessings, and we only see the bad things in our life when we're depressed. Or that can even be similar with PTSD when you're in flight mode or fight mode. Um, I agree. Um, sometimes I wish I wasn't as smart as I am. And I'm not saying that so much as uh, egotistical, but I, I know from some of the writings that I do, and then I think, you know, I wish I wasn't at that point that I didn't always have my brain on. I wish I could shut it off sometimes. Uh, especially if you're trying to get to sleep at night and your brain is going ask, on. Do you, have, do you have trouble sleeping at night? Uh, about once a week. Okay. About once a have, week. You ever been, have you ever been diagnosed with insomnia? No, I have a sleep a sleep app machine that I use. Oh, yours is sleep apnea. Yeah, but every once in a while, if I go to bed too late or sometimes too early, but it happens about once a week, and I hate it. That's like the worst feeling in the whole world that you can't. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that suffer from insomnia. Oh, I'm um, one of those. That's why I was wondering. But my insomnia is yes, but my insomnia is a, is caused by my low sodium condition, so I'm able to sleep more without uh, my trazodone, which is my uh, sleeping pill, when I keep my sodium in balance. But if I just go crazy drinking a bunch of liquid and it gets lowered. I, the insomnia returns, and I have to have my uh, sleeping medicine again to sleep. It's it's one of the symptoms of um, hyponatremia or a low sodium condition. Mine is not uh, actually insomnia itself as a condition, as it is a symptom of something medical. Right. Well, uh, listen, I have to go. I have a meeting I got to do. And if I'm going to get back here for the second one, so I'm going to drop out here. Okay. So All right, then. It, was good, it was good meeting with everybody today. Yes, definitely. And we'll see you at four.
or well, four o'clock okay. our time, but the next okay. show. See you then. All right, then, Emily, it's just us. Uh, Miss Jennifer. So, uh, mental health awareness. Uh, what can you share about any mental health issues you're familiar with and struggles or ways that you overcome it, ways that you deal with it? Um, or maybe uh, that you know of other people. Because what's kind of helped is either, at least for me, and I'm sure that probably helps other people too, but look. Um, and for some of it, it might be um, easier said than done at times, but <clears throat> um, trying to like go out for a walk or... Um, maybe talking with somebody or reading or doing something to uh, get her to get my mind off of what we call distraction about this right yeah so that could even be listening to the radio that can be listening to a podcast yeah that can be listening watching youtube videos yeah gotta get my mind foot of whatever it was that was either bothering me or the Trigger. Like, that helped me feel better, but that kind of thing. Right. So uh, that can also be spiritual related stuff, like going to church. Because mm -hmm. you get the social interaction, you get the comfort that comes with faith and other things like that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could, be a, it could be about anything, but I think some are better than others. And, and that depends well, upon the person just, too, because some things may be better for me, but they're worse for you. And yeah, so that, yeah, well, it varies with yeah, exactly everybody. But mm -hmm. uh, but even in general, I think there are some better things to do than others, especially when done in moderation. Because you know, well, there are some things like with um, alcohol or. That's exactly what I was going to say, alcohol. Alcohol is one you don't want to go to because you can get addicted to it and become an alcoholic, and then you've got more problems. Well, yeah, if you go to, like, the extreme and, like, totally get addicted and go to... Yeah, uh, but then you have more to deal with because you got the addiction and whatever you used it to cope with. Yeah. So, honestly, alcohol is not a good coping skill. It's a way to create another problem. Probably not the... Not the Best one, especially if you're in. Well, I know therapists and all to say you should not do it at all, as yeah. far as in terms of a coping skill, because you're if you use it for coping, you're more likely to get addicted and become an alcoholic. Yeah. Versus someone who didn't have mental illnesses, that just casually drinks, like say only on the holidays or certain certain times of the year, or only on Fridays when it's a family party or something, right? That they're less likely to have the addiction if they don't have a mental health issue than if they do. Yeah. 
uh, I don't see Miss Kitty. <laughs> I saw her this morning. <laughs> yeah, she's been sick. Uh, uh -huh. When I when I left left town for five or six days over the last week, we got off. She, I came back and she and I thought she was vomiting. The I looked up different reasons for vomiting. One was um, that I really tuned into is that so if the if the owner is is gone, or that there's high stress, um, on the cat, which me being gone longer than normal could cause as well, that they they often end up that they they uh, vomit as a result of being stressed. So I thought it was vomit. I I uh, texted her vet and a picture of it, and he said it was diarrhea. And then I went in and took her Saturday evening to the animal hospital, like the ER, and they gave me um, gabapentin to give her, which is an anxiety medicine. And they said they agreed with me among the different possibilities that if it if it's never happened before, she's got the good health that she does. And here I've never been gone for five or six days at a time. She's only known me once a month to leave for two and a half days. Then, yeah, it could stress her out and made her think that she's abandoned again. And so I gave her only two doses uh, of the gabapentin. And she's tired sleeping this morning. But the other days between the first dose on uh, Saturday night and now she's been playful like usual. But they said, don't worry if she gets tired because it can be sedating too. Yeah. But at least I know she's not anxious. Yeah, it says, yeah, I'm glad she's doing better than she, than she was. Yeah, she's heading in the right direction. I can tell you that just that with her being tired enough that, like you said, she's not here in the show today, then that means she's definitely already is in recovery and probably just is now tired from all the stress. You know, a lot of us go through after a high stress day that we're not used to. Kind of like crash. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's her crash day after the couple doses got her into recovery. Well, I think I saw her a few minutes this morning and she was, but yeah. Oh yeah. She, she was because that's mm -hmm. why I say napping versus like, it's not the whole day, but yeah, she, she was roaming yeah. about and just walking all along my keyboard and stuff like usual this looking morning your, when we did. Yeah. Uh -huh. Looking at your cheese. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she she and I, I thought about going, Hey, look, here's proof. That's good. Cause even the cat wants it even without milk. <laughs> but yeah. But for those of you listeners or viewers who know about this cat her name is blondie and she's the jaws coffee chat featured cat of most shows self-invited yeah, or, yeah or, the, or, the, or the mascot of the shows yeah maybe she is right <sighs> Um, so let me see. Not the whole. What's your there's reflection? There's, there's like so much we could talk about in mental health since it's like a big. Yeah. 
I was going to say, what's your reflection on what John was talking about? Um, like he was going along the line of gardening being one way to cope and how much he does and the great feelings that come out of it. Or like he was even talking about um, this podcast and us getting together being therapeutic for him. Yeah, I think it's um, it's all good. Um, <clears throat> Gurney is like one of those th- um, uh, hobbies. A good thing to get into for a hobby if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, and helps with like reducing stress and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, um, I'm sure this is. Um, um, there's a few people, may not everybody, but um, I like to have my um, then maybe John is sort of like this too, maybe you, um, uh-huh. like having our um, um, have like alone time for quiet um, time, I call yeah. it, yeah, where it's evening or a couple of days or however long, but then at some point um, if it gets to be um, too long or something without any other real um, either seeing anybody or talking to anybody then there's kind of that it feels good when you actually get back to talking with somebody and after you're not doing so for whatever long, if that makes sense. And so you think as a work from home professional, it's probably therapeutic for you because you get to interact, even though you personally are on a lot of different podcasts. Yeah. Well, even, even, I don't think it would be necessarily just for uh, like work at home people. Oh no, but they, they tend to have the, the biggest hit because they're alone at home versus working in an office. You can walk around and see other people or some of us that work remotely. And like I do it from Starbucks or Panera bread. So I got my social life around me there. Yeah. Well, it probably, yeah. Initially it might be, uh, start with the, uh, work from home people, but in general to an extent, I think. Well, it could be also people who are needs kind of their space and, well, I was going to say it probably is, is, is a big struggle for a lot of people disabled because maybe they can't afford to go anywhere. So they need some way that's accessible virtually uh, without having to pay money to be there, right? Yeah. So, because a lot of people who are on disability or Social Security are also in poverty. So they probably couldn't afford the, you know, certain stuff we can access. Yeah. But if you are anybody interested in being on here. Yeah, we welcome anybody to uh, join us. Yes, join us by going to com slash J-A-W-S coffee chat. 
and pick which Monday you want to be on our mental jaws mental health awareness um, regularly or just occasionally. And if it's occasionally, just pick the certain days you want and add it to your calendar. I think this goes for all of our shows, not just the mental health one. So it'd go for like the. Uh, well, but we're doing the mental health right now. Yeah. Uh, we're doing mental health right now. Yeah. It's mental health right now, but I mean, everybody's welcome to all this one or all, all three. If, um, well, okay. You got a point, which is that, that it's the same. It's the same link. It's yeah, the same yeah. link for all three shows. You're right. Yeah. It's a, it's the same and for those of you who don't know, all three shows, there's Jaws Diet. Jaws Mental Health Awareness and um, Jaws Christ Talk right now. We may be having a fourth or fifth coming up soon because we got some works going on behind the scene. But right now, those are the three shows. And you can schedule uh, which Monday to be on which podcast or combination all at com slash J-A-W-S coffee chat. Yeah, we're always looking for uh, people. Uh, Jennifer, did you want to say anything? We're always looking for people to uh, be guests on any of our shows uh, or um, to help out with the uh, show in any way outside of being a guest as well. Um, or even as a team member, like we could use additional co-hosts to help lead so we could produce more than I personally, Jennifer Whitaker, am capable of doing um, to bring yeah. you more content or also here we on this link, Calendly slash Jen's Books and More. We are looking for people who want who want to be considered for a social media candidate or for co-hosting or for um, Where's the other one? Or for joining our team as a virtual assistant. And that one, if you're interested in any of those positions, it'd be calendly.com slash J-E-N-N-S books and more. Versus if you want to be a guest, it's com slash Jaws Coffee Chat. So go ahead, Emily. Um, we do have our um, social media pages mm -hmm. as well. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so I encourage everybody to, um, uh, provide some activity on our social media pages by liking, sharing, commenting, and so on. Um, 
And, and they're all at Jaws Coffee Chat. That's at J-A-W-S Coffee Chat. All of the social medias, right, Emily? Yes. Okay, do we have any announcements before we call the show? Um, I think I have two at the moment. Um, the first one is uh, a couple of days from now is um, Kurt Raskov's birthday. And so we would, uh, we are uh, inviting everybody to um, uh, join us in um, celebrating uh, celebrating his birthday with him. And where can they go to join? Um, there are a uh, couple of one event on LinkedIn and one on Facebook. You search under uh, Kurt Raskoff and birthday. It should it should come up. Um, and with all of different things that we are doing that day. Um, and if, even if it's just jumping in to say happy birthday and, that, and then leaving, it's okay too. Um, but the but the other thing is uh, on March 17th, 2023, is the International Day of Happiness, um, put on by the Happy Neighborhood Project. Um, to help celebrate the official International Day of Happiness, which is on March 20th. Um, and this one on the 17th is going to last from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific, or noon to 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, with speakers and uh, prizes and speed networking, um, which with that we are trying to break the internet or the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for the most number of people speed networking uh, at a time. But the it is right now at 1,068. That was set in 2014 by Beltram. Um, and we encourage everybody to get their ticket ASAP. Since it is $20 right now, and starting in January, it will go up. Um, so you can go to um, the link that's posted on the bottom, hmpabc.com forward slash IDH, and for more information and to register for that event. Um, any other announcements from you, Jennifer? Any other comments? Nope. I announced about our our um, two positions and uh, a place for listeners to join if they want to be on here. Listeners, if you want to learn more about us, you can go to Jen's Books and More and check it out. It's our website, J-E-N-N-S, booksandmore.com. 
You can go there to find our podcasts and other things we do, services and products we offer. And I want to thank um, uh, Jennifer, John, Kurt, who were on here, and whoever was tuning in. Uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to um, Marcus Hart of Transform You Media, uh, Jay Stoyan of the Disability Channel. Uh, and to Zach Clayton of the PAC Channel for allowing us uh, to have these shows on their platform. Uh, we are here every Monday. Uh, at the same time, same place uh, for each of our shows. And uh, for anybody who's in interested in joining us every week uh so i guess we look forward to well and just a, just a reminder about um going to our social media pages or wherever you found us and um look forward to seeing everybody look forward to seeing everybody next week so I hope you have a uh, productive, productive week. So, till next time, stay happy. Recording stopped. All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs>